Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. The one and only Jade Warshaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones here at 888-825-5225. You jump in. We will talk about you right in front of you. <laughs> Kathy's going to start us off today. Kathy's over in Austin, Texas. Hi, Kathy. How are you? Great. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's up? So I've heard you all advise against using credit cards in favor of debit cards or cash. Mm -hmm. So my question is, why shouldn't my husband and I take advantage of getting credit card points for travel expenses that are required for work, but are going to be reimbursed by the employer? So your employer is so poor, they require you to advance them for your own travel? No, sir. (laughs) Well, why do they require you to advance them for their own for your own travel? You're traveling on behalf of an employer, and they're not paying for it in advance. Why are they making you no. pay for it for them? Well, that's that's the uh, established protocol. Uh. Yeah. Why? I don't know. We haven't asked them. Yeah. So I mean, you you understand that if they decide not to pay you one month, that those are your credit cards. This is true. And you understand that I'm the guy that's been counseling and coaching people for 35 years. So I'm the guy that had the guy walk in with $11,000 on his Amex that was supposed to be reimbursed. But when he went to the office that day, there was a padlock on the door and they'd filed chapter 11. He got nada. He had $11,000 on his Amex. Amex didn't care if his company had gone broke. They wanted their money. Understandable. Hmm. Yeah. It's kind of a problem, isn't it? For him? Absolutely. For well, you, too. why are you different? Well, we haven't we haven't experienced that same situation that you just described. I know, but so you're exposed to that exact same risk. This is true, and all for an airline mile. That's almost impossible to use. So, I, I think if you're gonna, you know, if you're willing to take that risk, uh, I'd be very scared about it. Uh, it is standard in corporate America. Somehow corporate America has conned its employee base into taking a, a loan on their behalf with the promise of repayment mm. um, and taking the risk for that and, and acting like it's not, no big deal. But it is, it's a real deal. I've noticed it many, many times going sideways on people. The other thing people do is they run up stuff on their credit card because uh, they're just not watching that's not reimbursable. And so they end up with a reimbursement check that's less than a balance. That's right. Yeah, you could you could spend something on that credit card and think, oh, I'll get reimbursed for this. But Becky down in accounting might not think so. And so you're on the hook for that. But you got an airline mile. But you got your airline mile. And when you use a debit card, the strangest thing happens. You pay more attention because it's like real money. So here's the deal, Kathy. couple things. Number one, when you use a credit card, you are likely to spend it to spend more than when you use a debit card, period. Mm-hmm. Tons of research showing that because it, it doesn't have the same friction, uh, marketers call it, in your brain. A lot more. So your chances of spending more are higher. Where you're doing it on behalf of an employer hoping for reimbursement, your chances of making a mistake are higher. Uh, obviously, you don't think that any of this applies to you, but it does. It does. And so you're, you're just more susceptible to risk and to problems. 
Uh, and, and then the third thing is this, and I think the most compelling argument is this. I have never met a single millionaire that says, Dave, you know, I made it all on my airline miles. <laughs> that was my breakthrough. My financial difference, the difference maker in my financial plan was I took a billion-dollar company that studies consumer behavior in depth, and I was smarter than them. <laughs> I whipped them. I didn't spend more, and I got airline miles. And I actually used the airline miles. I actually gamed the system, and I became a millionaire because of it. Never met one. Not in 30 years of doing this. Well, let me take it a step further. I know a lot of middle-class broke people who think they're gaming the system and are walking, strutting around, acting like they got something with an airline mile, but they really didn't at the end of the day. I'll take it a step further, Dave. I don't like supporting companies that their entire uh, model for having revenue is built on failure. Failure to pay, failure to pay on time. I don't like that. I like companies that offer a service that really would like to help you and they get revenue from giving you something or helping you do something or giving you a service. I, I can't support a company where the only way they make money is by people failing to pay, failing to pay on time. That's that's the, the top seller right there. The they, I don't like the that. The way they get them in the churn is they offer an airline mile. And oh, by the way, Consumer Reports says 78% of the airline miles are never redeemed. So yeah. I, I know Kathy's maybe in the 22%, mm-hmm. but, and she may get a hundred percent reimbursement and she, she may never overspend, but you are playing with snakes, Kathy. Look, everybody says I pay my card off every month, but all I know is this, there's a trillion dollars in credit card debt. So somebody's lying. Yeah. And it's up right now. Yeah. And somebody's I, you lying. Know, and I got to tell you the number of people that we've coached out of credit card debt over the years that said, it, you know, it all started. Mm-hmm. Because I was trying to get a free airline ticket. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the other one. This one's humorous to me. This is not, Kathy didn't bring this up, but we'll just keep on this subject for a minute. Um, the discover points, you get, you get two, <laughs> you get two points back. Yeah. So you get 2%, 2%. back. 2%. So here's the deal. You spend a hundred dollars to get $2. Now Big explain whoop. to me how that causes wealth. Ugh. That you, in order to get $2, you spend 100 Yeah. What math class did you people go to? Mm, the school of the broke. Yeah, I'm telling you. it's that. That's the kind of stuff that's out there. And so what I studied and the way we came up with the process that we use here is common sense that Grandma had. And I studied where companies are being predatory and mm-hmm. I stay away from snakes. Mm-hmm. And I studied wealthy people. And I find out what wealthy people do. Yep. And yes, some wealthy people, Kathy, do have a credit card and some of them do pay it off every month. But none of them claim that that was somehow a financial breakthrough. That's right. And and you're already spending more mental calories on this than it's worth, even if you're getting full redistribution on this. So you ask why, that's why. You spend more, you're more likely on a travel expense account to spend money that's not reimbursable because, oh, I'll get my airline miles back. Oh, I'll buy, I'll buy two instead of three. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll buy three instead of two because I get my airline miles back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so you're more likely to spend more. You're higher risk when you are loaning this corporate America characters your money, hoping they're going to pay you back each month. Whew. Scary stuff. 
And we have seen the times that they didn't. You can't just assume. Assuming will get you in trouble. You know what they say about it. Yeah, I've heard. This is The Ramsey Show. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Nikki is in Montgomery, Alabama. Hi, Nikki. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Okay. We have just recently found out that my husband's boss is actively trying to sell the company. Um, we're the only ones in the company that know this right now, simply because my husband's kind of the financial guy who was going to be the one to gather all that financial information to potential buyers. So we do have a heads up, which is a blessing. Um, he, the boss has also indicated that we would be getting a severance of about 200,000. Of course, taxes will have to come out of that. My question is after taxes, how should we manage this, knowing we're going into a season likely of no income? Well, if you know that you're going into a season of likely no income, can you prepare on the front end so that you don't have a season of likely no income? Well, with him being the, the financial person of the, of the company, mm-hmm. we just kind of feel like it's the right thing to do. Um, to stay until the last day. I'm not. Su- that I'm not be. suggesting not staying necessarily. But why not go ahead and have a job lined up? Yeah. That after the last day, you start the next day. Well, we have started looking. Um, we just we don't know if this will be in sixty days or six months. Mm-hmm. We're just not sure yet mm-hmm. on, on on that. We're yeah, but you can go ahead and stage. get some. You can get some leads in the pipeline that you tighten right. up as you do know. Right, and we're working on that. He's already had um, a few interviews, um, okay. well, nothing good. real substantial yet, but he has had a few interviews. That's so great. That, that is a good. So he's the CFO, right? He okay. Is. And how large a company? Um, I'm not real sure. Um, just in our discussions um, with these brokers, who are kind of, the, I guess, the middleman on trying to get this sale completed. Or we're in the very beginnings of it, but in the where these brokers have indicated this would be, you know, tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so, so they've got they've got how many employees? Um, my guess is probably two fifty to three hundred. So you think I'm he'll fire all of them? Certain. Um, I don't know. Okay. We don't really know how that's all going to shake out. Okay. All right. Well, in order for me to stay, if I'm your husband, you're going, you're, you're going to have to sit down with, you need to sit down with his boss tomorrow and just say, you know, I'm willing to stay with you and help you complete this transaction. Like we've been talking about, but my only requirement is that you put the severance package in writing and in order to do that. And that you keep an open line of communication with me so that I have good timing issues so I can line up my next thing to, you know, to line up with this. If I, if you surprise me, since you're not telling anybody else and you decide you're not going to tell me something Mm -hmm. and I get surprised, I'm going to leave you with this. 
my obligation. I, I totally your, agree with that. Yeah, your, I mean, your what husband's would be the- obligation to him goes away if he's not willing to a put the severance in writing, b put a uh, promise to an open line and perform to an open line of continuous communication about timing and probability okay. and whatever. We're not asking for any of the 10 million we're not asking for any of that that's not yours that's his he owns it but he does owe you if you're gonna if your husband's gonna stick with him he does owe him communication mm-hmm. and the severance in writing otherwise i'm gonna go ahead and leave now yeah because what where's the negative side of his boss doing that for him i mean i can't think of there's a no negative. downside if he's really gonna do it all right okay but this guy okay. is secretive and doesn't want to tell anybody and um you know, I, I, you don't need to blow off all, all your customers and all your employees. I agree with that. But he's really, really holding this close. I mean, the, the, the phrase that scared me, Nikki, is when you said the only reason we found out was because he needed my husband's help. Meaning that this guy really isn't d- discussing this with his senior leadership team, and he really owes them a discussion. Right. That That's how I'm interpreting that is. Yeah that he needed he needed my husband yeah otherwise you would have known nothing yeah otherwise you would have known nothing yeah so the other senior people are going to be hung out high and dry that's what you're telling me wow and so that scares Mm -hmm. me dealing with this guy this guy's he's hardcore so i'm going to be a little hardcore back and just go you're going to communicate with me and you're going to put the severance package in writing and then you can keep working the interviews and and line up something where you start the next day and the two hundred thousand dollars severance package actually becomes a signing bonus then hmm. right it's extra money now, mm-hmm. should we get this this two hundred thousand of course less taxes mm-hmm. how do you think we should manage that if you have a new job that's equal you just throw it on the baby steps wherever you are okay if well, you don't, we're debt, yeah, we're debt okay. free. Uh, we have just a tiny mortgage, um, mm-hmm. like forty grand on our mortgage. Okay. Would you say hang on to that, or I would? Or just, I, if if you have the out? new job, I'd pay off the mortgage the day you got the severance. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you don't, okay. then I'm going to hold on to cash like crazy until we land the new job, and then I'm going to okay. pay off the mortgage and and do some investing and some generosity and okay. some enjoyment. Mm-hmm. After going through yeah. the stress of this, he may want to go. You guys may want to go on a really nice high end cruise for two weeks. And you should. Oh yeah. Oh, that That's sounds great. great. <laughs> Can I go too? Yeah. That's yeah. great. Sure. Now, I'm not. I'm not talking about the Walmart on the seas. I'm no, no, talking no, no, about no, no, the no. good stuff. Okay. The good stuff. Yes. Sounds good to me. Hey, thanks for calling in, Nikki. Good stuff. Ah, uh, Hunter is in Houston, Texas. Hey, Hunter, what's up? Hey, D- Dave and Jade, how y'all doing? Better than we deserve, sir. How can we help? Good. I am uh, 26 years old, uh, exploring a, uh, a company change in the residential construction field. Uh, it would be good for the debt paying off, but I'm not sure if it's a great move for the career. Do you Why? mind if I go on with? Why would it be a bad move for the career? So, so the current company I work for is a high-end uh, con- uh, custom construction uh, residential homes, mm-hmm. um, totally 63,000 take home. Uh, I have no benefit. Um, and uh, except the gas car that pays me 6000 annually. Uh, I just received a 5% raise last week after 10 months of the company, mm-hmm. but I'm still underpaid for my industry. Mm-hmm. Um, due to this, I've picked up a side hustle, giving me an extra 8500 annually. All in, uh, I'm about 77 What's the new guy offering? The new guy is a Fortune 500 company offering ninety to 95000 base plus uh, bonus. And, you, and that's not a good career year. move. Why? 
it's not a good i i my gut tells me uh sir i'm, I'm building three custom homes totaling out to 11 million dollars and uh something tells me if i'm busting my butt in front of uh people that can afford this kind of stuff when it's my turn to uh start my own company i, I might just land in the right 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 network nah you don't think so no you're 26 Yes, sir. Nobody's hiring you to build an $8 million house. You're right. Sorry. I don't mean to be mean, but. That's okay. I'm just being truthful. Um, I like you. Yeah. I think you're a sharp guy. Um, and, uh, but, you know, I'm thinking, you know, in, in five years maybe, but in five years you've lost $200,000 of income not working for these other folks. Mm-hmm. So, Correct. Yeah. You know, and you stated to me that even after a 5% raise, you're still underpaid by the industry. Mm-hmm. It's disturbing. Why would they do yes, that? Sir. Yes, sir. Something there's something bothering you about your current company, and it's because because of the statement they're making by underpaying, and it feels like you know they know they're underpaying. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I, I'm. That's not. If there's other reasons to not change, maybe. But I think I'd go ahead and take the other gig. You got plenty of time to become a custom builder, and you'll build up your own network. But working for free or cheap, and somebody taking advantage of you is what you're talking about. That doesn't sound appealing to me. Mm-mm. Nope, I'm walking. This is the Ramsey Show. Hey, listen up. Everyone is at risk of identity theft. I don't care if you're a hermit living off the grid, listening to the show on a battery powered radio, all of your data collected by every company you've ever done business with lives online, your bank, your doctor's office, retailers, the apps on your phone, the gas station where you have loyalty rewards. They all store your info online, making them ripe for a cyber attack or data breach. That's why I've been telling people for almost 25 years they need an id theft protection plan and the only one i've ever recommended is from xander insurance they monitor your personal and financial info even your home title and take over the work if you become a victim it's the most thorough and affordable plan out there i even have it for my family and our entire team visit xander.com or call 800-356-4282 Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. We have people who tune into every episode of The Ramsey Show. They can answer all the questions, and they're still stressed out and stuck. Why? Because knowing what to do with your money isn't the problem. You have to actually do it. Personal finance is 80% behavior. It's only 20% head knowledge. I know I'm not supposed to eat donuts. But if I eat them anyway, the knowing doesn't matter. See, it's the behavior change that gives you the results. And the proven way to get this is with Financial Peace University. It's no help with the donuts, but it'll help with the budget and the getting out of debt. I promise you. The class is the difference between trying to get in shape and just thinking about it and reading books about it or actually getting a personal trainer and an appointment at the gym to do the work. That's why this class has worked for 10 million people. And after nine weeks and nine lessons and being with this superhero called a coordinator that will love you enough to tell you the truth and encourage you, 
You'll make progress faster than you ever have in your life. And I know you think you already know it all. You do. But you're not doing it. Common sense has always been around. But I still helped 10 million people implement the common sense with Financial Peace University. I can get all of Ramsey's stuff in a book. Yep, you sure can. You can. But I can promise you the people that go through Financial Peace University have a much higher probability of becoming millionaires than those that buy a book and put it on their coffee table and use it as a coaster. And that's what happens a lot. So don't just listen to the show and say, I already don't go. You got to go do this stuff. Jump into Financial Peace University, RamseySolutions.com slash FPU, RamseySolutions.com slash FPU. Hey, if you're enjoying this show and you want to help us out, follow us, subscribe, click the follow button, the subscribe button, click the share button, share the show, share a link of the show, the podcast, the YouTube, uh, tell people where we're, you're watching us on TBN and what time or your local radio station, wherever you're consuming the show, let people know about it. And that helps all of us. Um, and, um, since you are our marketing plan, uh, we need your help. Thank you very much. Todd is with us. Todd is in Miami. Hi, Todd. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello, Dave. Thank you for uh, taking my call. Sure. What's up? Uh, I have a problem with uh, parents saying no to parents. Uh, but long uh, uh, I did your I did your course. I mm-hmm. did it back in 2016. Mm-hmm. It was hard. It's one of the worst things I went to. I didn't even know I was in debt. So I want to thank you for that. Sure. I built up a nice little cushion, bought me in, some income properties, mm-hmm. did hair, everything, cooked in the crock pot, mm-hmm. did everything I was supposed to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my mother's husband passed, no life insurance, knowing that they were together, together for 30 years. Now she's in my hands because my, my you know, other siblings can't, take, can't do anything. So she wants a nice condo. I get it. I'm, I have a real estate license also. So it was kind of easy, but it wasn't easy because you have to put 20% down. There's a 30. There's well, 30 wait, 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 stop, Who stop, has stop. to put 20% down? You? We did. Yes, yeah, we. Did. Me. Well, I bought it for her, but I put my name on the deed. Okay, so you bought a condo for your mom to live in. Why? Why couldn't she live in on her own? She didn't. That's what she wanted. How old are you? 52. That's what she wanted. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't care what she wants. <laughs> and, and why are you saying it like if she says it, that's what it is? You're like 52 yeah. years old. Yeah. yeah. How old is mom? 75 and good health. Yeah. And, and she has absolutely no money. I, you know, when he passed, I said, well, okay, well, this is good. I mean, they lived well. And I thought automatically you had some kind of policy. I just, the way they were going and the Christmases and the things, I thought hey, that Todd. was already taken care of. Hey, but Todd, was, d- d- yeah. does she have any money? Well, she has two pensions and Social Security, but it's not enough to cover the expenses. They just went up on HOA fees over there. Uh, and we had to put six months in reserve, so that's like $6,000. So, uh, and I want my kitchen done. And I want the, 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 the so wait. That's your mom said, talking. That's your mom talking. Yeah, yeah. 
I bought the book. I just told your producer, the guy, so I read the book two times, and I'm struggling. I said no which, yesterday. Which, which book? Uh, Boundaries. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so the answer is no the, to all of these yeah. things. You got to start learning how to say okay. no. Yeah. So how much so is I'm the condo? I'm not con- getting any phone calls or anything. I don't, I don't care. How much is the condo payment? It was a, uh, the no. condo. The, payment. The, the monthly was, payment. Uh, nine seventy-two. Okay, and she's supposed to be paying that, right? And she has two pensions and Social Security, so she can pay a nine hundred dollar payment, right? Good. But Good. okay, and, you know, and, she likes to, and the HO, but there's no but. I know the only but. I'm going to get her looking for this one. I I want to know you doing this for your mom. What's the implication financially for you? Well, my cushion is going down substantially. Uh, I wanted to buy some more income properties because I want to retire. I work in construction, and I don't want to be, you know, I, uh, I'm doing things to, 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 to change my whole career. Mm-hmm. And is, um, did okay, buy- what's your net worth, Todd? My net worth, uh, I guess the, the two properties, I have about $200,000 equity one. At about now, what, $50,000 in savings. I have a small pension from a government, couple of government jobs I have. What, what do you make a year? About one twenty-five. Okay. You do not have the money to help your mother any further. I know. Okay. I know. Not you, like you don't, this. You don't have enough money. You didn't call me up with a $10 million net worth. If it was chump change and you wanted to go fix a kitchen, fine. But But she's basically completely out of control emotionally. And I don't know where you got or she got the idea that you're obligated to give her a condo and fix the kitchen and, 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 and. Mm -hmm. Now, when people don't respect boundaries, and Henry Cloud talks about in the book boundaries, and then you set a boundary, please don't expect them to accept it graciously. So I suspect her little spoiled self's pretty pissed off at you. Yes, very. Yeah. (laughs) So, oh, well. Oh, well. I know that's right. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm b- back on when you said, and she want. She said she needs a nice. You know, d- is almost making these demands on you. Have you said to her, Mom? I, I you know, I'm doing the best I can with my money. I, I, I want to help yeah, you get set you, up. But I it's got gotta you be- into a condo. Yeah, you can afford it. Yeah, and if you can't live with that, then uh, I guess you'll need to move, and I'll sell the condo. Uh-huh. But I'm, you know, I'm willing to let you live here. I've already done this much, and I, I just can't do any more. And you know, I can't. I can't. No, you really I, I can't. Just, you don't have any money. You don't have enough money. No, and, not, and, at, not at this age. And I was doing well. Not any age. I mean, you don't have enough money. It's a math thing. Mm-hmm. And so you, you don't make $600,000 a year and have $10 million. It's not, that's not your numbers. Mm-hmm. So, And you, you, you know, the reason you called her is you know she's weird and out of control, right? I know. Yeah. I mean, she's your mom. Yeah. I'm sorry to say that, but I mean... That, that what she's doing is whacked. So you just got to smile and go, nah. <laughs> nah. Done all I can do. Sorry, mom. Love you, but not do anymore. My love does I not. Love my love anymore. for you does not indicate that I have to be out of control. Nor am I at an age or a net worth where I take orders from people. Are you the only kid, Todd? No, but I'm the go-to. I can and you're the golden child the whole family mm-hmm. and i've got i said no like three times <laughs> this year and i've 
I don't get any more phone calls. That's all right. Just, you know Keep what? saying no. It's good practice. Yeah, you just got to build your muscle, and she'll figure it out eventually. She'll understand that no actually means no. It's a complete sentence. <laughs> Sad. I'm sorry, honey. It is. It's hard when it's your mom, but she's she's being whack, dude. Yeah, she's out of control. That's whack. This is the Ramsey Show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney, and one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life, anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. We're talking about your life and your money. It is a free call, 888-825-5225. Stephen is in New Orleans. Hi, Stephen. How can we help? Yes, my uh, wife and I are uh, navigating a family tragedy and have recently gotten a reasonable check to deal with as well. And I was hoping to get an outside opinion on what we should do with it. Okay. Tell us what's going on. Uh, The check is from a two-year battle over a homeowner's insurance claim. A couple of large hurricanes came through Louisiana and damaged our home. And it's a $70,000 check. We have very little debt. And uh, two months ago, our uh, five-year-old son died. Oh, my. And it's uh, very it's difficult to know what to do. It's difficult to breathe. Uh, That's nearly impossible. Yeah. What happened to your son, huh? Uh, my son was born with a series of heart defects. He had to have an open-heart surgery when he was five months old mm-hmm. and had to have a second one last October that we knew was coming. And it was supposed to last for, we were hoping for decades, but unfortunately, after the surgery, he his heart function took a dive and we got him on the heart transplant list. But... He didn't make it that long. I'm so sorry. Yeah, he fought a long time, didn't he? Wow. Uh, he was in the ICU for five months. Mm. And, yeah, he, uh, yeah. he what, won a hell of a fight. What was his name? Kane Edward Cochran. James? No, Kane. Kane. Okay. Kane. Okay. Wow. wow. Stephen, I'm so sorry. Um, 
So I can't even imagine, you know, I, I can't breathe and it's, and I, and I just met you a minute ago. I can't even imagine being in your all situation. Um, what I tell folks to do, and this is from decades of doing this is anytime you're in a situation where there's, um, a tragedy, the loss of a loved one, primarily try not to make any big decisions while you can't breathe. And, um, you'll, you will, uh, your memories will always be there and the pain will always be there, but your mind will clear over the coming months. The fog will start to lift and, Right now, you're just walking along, and you see something, or you hear something, and it activates, and a wave hits you. Right now, is that right? Uh, that's exactly right. Yeah, that'll happen less and less and less, and it's not because you're going to forget him. That's we right. don't we don't want anybody to do that. It's just because you're managing through the grief process, and um, but no one is thinking. No one. If Dr. John Deloney has two PhDs and one of them is in counseling, were he facing this, he would not be thinking clearly. It, it would it takes the best of minds and brains and puts a fog on them to go through what you all are going through. So we always tell folks, if you can, try doing nothing with it that is a big money expense. So, for instance, if someone calls and uh, had a lady call the other day, had been married 50 years and her husband passed away and she got a $600,000 life insurance check. And she said, what do we do? And I said, well, it's been two weeks. You're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want you to park this right. in a high yield savings account. And then six months from now, when you can start to breathe a little bit better, your mind will be a little bit clearer. We can talk about it or even a year from now. And so if you don't need, it sounds like you don't have any debt. You said, except a little bit and on the house. And, and I'm, I'm sure you guys are zombie mode robot mode whatever you call it going back to work trying to re you know restart lives and are you back to work or are you still out my well i quit my job uh two years ago and got back in school and our plan was that i would stay home with him and do school while my wife worked and this has left me, I, I am still not working the prospect of trying to go out and find a job and meet people. Um, usually some, some days that sounds okay. Most days mm-hmm. I can't do that. Yeah. I understand. Uh, my so, wife is so, a, a little bit different. She she still works. Mm-hmm. Um, she was kind of established at her job, so mm-hmm. she she finds a little bit of solace going in when she can, sure. or when she wants to. Well, I I would be working with uh, someone to help me walk through the grief, and they can help you figure out the timing of plugging back in because there's a positive element to plugging back in. It's not punishment, um, and it's not disrespectful to your son. Mm-hmm. Um, to go on and have a life. Um, uh, and so you, you're going to do that. And you're going to do that in reasonable timing, and you're going to do that. But in the meantime, uh, if you guys can make your bills, and I guess you can off of your wife's income, I'm going to just take the 70K and park it in a CD for six months and just cry for six months and get through the get through the worst of this and, yeah, get your new your new reality, the new career saddle, and climb into it, and you know, I I gotta tell you, January is gonna look a lot different than June. 
It is. It is. And again, it's not disrespecting your son, his memory, uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But um, but the best thing you can do is to be healthy and to walk the path to get healthy. And uh, to, part of that's being plugged back in. And so if you're working, she's working, we're working a plan, we're looking back into the future again, we're not living in a dark cloud in January uh, or, or less of a dark cloud, then you're going to be able to make much better decisions. So try not to do anything with big money or big money decisions for six months at least. I like a year, but at least six months. Mm-hmm. And uh, But, you know, I'm so sorry, man. I can't even imagine, but I am going to encourage you to lean into the grieving process and maybe even get somebody to talk to about that. It won't hurt anything at all Uh, because as bad as it sucks, the only thing that sucks worse is for you to still be sitting in exactly the same place six months from now, and that's not okay uh, for you. I want want you to have a better life than that, and uh, but boy, I, I can't imagine how sad. Um, I just can't get my head around it. Hey, thanks for the call. If we can help further, Stephen, you call us anytime. We're here for you. So there's a uh, an element, Jade, that we talk about here all the time for the listener out there to the us talking to Stephen. They're listening in, mm-hmm. 20 million plus of them. Um, anytime you're in a trauma situation, the brain shuts down. Dr. Deloney talks about mm-hmm. this. And he does. like, for instance, during COVID, we had Dr. Deloney on every day telling people, okay, you're, you're in a weird situation. A whole bunch of people are freaking out. You remember how nasty people got during COVID? They were mean. Man. They were scared. Going off. Because your brain shuts down all the critical thinking skills when you're in trauma. It floods the chemicals over the critical. So if you're standing in the middle of the interstate and you hear, and there's a horn coming at you, and you're like, God, I'm about to die with an 18-wheeler, your brain does not have time to say, well, let's discuss what will happen if the 18-wheeler, which weighs a whole lot more, continues to come at 74 miles an hour and impacts your body of 160 pounds. What will, does it, what will the physics of that be? Your brain does not have time to do that. Mm-hmm. So your brain naturally shuts down in a traumatic situation and says, way and your most primitive part kicks in the lizard brain we call it and so uh anytime you're in trauma you don't make big decisions because your lizard brain is making the decisions your critical thinking skills are shut off so don't make big decisions in those situations and we all have different things that cause that to happen to our brain Mm -hmm. this is the ramsey show Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Greg is in Sacramento. Hey, Greg, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Uh, Thank you. Sure. Well, I, my adult son had an event two years ago in which his heart stopped and he had little to no blood flow for 15 to 30 minutes or so. And as a result, he suffered a brain injury Mm. and, um, was in the hospital for, uh, six months and they 
but the amazing thing is he survived and he's actually doing remarkably well, uh, even though they didn't expect him to survive. Um, he's still in recovery, but he's hoping to be able to work and live on his own again wow. and hopefully within a year or so. Man. But he did incur a lot of medical debt, uh, given that he's, he's not working yet, and he, he had some debt before that. Yeah. Um, fortunately, the hospital itself forgave $2.5 million, for which we're extremely grateful. So he had um, no insurance? Uh, no, that was with insurance. <laughs> I mean, the insurance covered uh, whatever they covered, and then the 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 hospital said... The total bill was two point five million. Yeah, but so they got they, they got some whatever. money out of the. They got a they lot got of that. They got some money. They got a lot of that from yeah. insurance. Yeah, okay. but and then um, they forgave but, the, they forgave the rest. That's very nice. Okay, right. Yeah, we're grateful for that. Yeah. But he does still have about forty five k in medical debt, and that's to about thirty different providers. Um, additionally, he had I think about fifteen k in personal debt prior to that. Most of that's all in collections right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to, I, I'd like to know how I can best help him deal with the debt. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so how's he, he doing with the brain when, injury? Where, what, what, what is he back? Is he 70% back, improving. 89% back? How, how's he doing? Well, it's hard to tell. In some areas, he's probably 100%, but in other areas, he's got difficulties. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's taking a course at a junior college right now, and it's, He's actually doing really well in the course, but it's hard for it. He says it takes me a lot longer, and it's very draining physically on him. But How old is he? But anyway, he's doing well. He's actually 39. Wow. How old are you? So he's he's starting over, kind of. I'm 67. Okay. What does your wealth position look like? um, We're in pretty good shape. We've uh, We've got some... Did you, did you ask about my positions? Yes, sir. How much? What's your net? What's your net worth? Yeah. Oh, uh, if I count the house, probably two, two hundred, two fifty, and then four hundred one k, about two fifty. Okay. And so, so half million to a million dollars. 15. Okay. All right. Good. Something okay. like that. And we're, actually, we started following you uh, in two thousand fourteen because my daughter introduced us to to your show and. Uh, she actually used to groom your dog. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> and, uh, and that's how she met. She met you guys, and then told told us you should follow this, and okay. so we it changed it changed um, things for us. <laughs> okay, so can you help him financially? Um, well, we have been in that he's living with us, and we did cover everything uh, everything for him and all of his uh, like medical co-pays and things up until he just started getting SSDI a little bit ago. And now he's, um, paying for, for most of that. Um, um, okay. So yeah. how can we help you? Well, I'd like to know how best to deal with, uh, his debt that's gone into collections. He has, a, he has some money saved up from since he's been getting SSDI how and much? he's hoping to get out of us on. Um, about fifteen thousand. Okay, you can settle forty five for fifteen on bad medical debt. So now, I, if if he has the emotional strength, if he doesn't, then you help him with that. He, he can, yeah, he really doesn't. Okay, he yeah. can he can sign over the rights for you to discuss this account. And here's how this goes: you call the collector, 
that $1,000 is owed to, and you say, we do, he does not have but 25% of what is owed. So we are offering you 25% of what is owed, and if you do not take that, you're going to get nothing. So it's okay. up to you. Do you want to do this or not? No, we're going to give you 25 cents on the dollar, or you're going to get nothing. What do you want to do? No, we're going to give you. You're going to have to repeat it because these people are dumb. Mm-hmm. Okay. Over, you're going to have to just stand there and just over and over and over and over. If they want to get nasty, say, no, we're not going to have nasty conversations. You're going to get to talk to a dial tone. I'm going to push that little end button on my phone if you get nasty. Mm -hmm. But we're going to do 25 cents on the dollar. And if you don't want to do that, I'll call you next month and see if you've changed your mind. And until you want to do that, you're not getting anything. Oh, and by the way, you're not having electronic two things. Under no circumstances do you give them money until you have the agreed amount in writing. Right. Mm. And under no circumstances do they have electronic access to accounts. So they cannot have, give me your checking account number. We'll just draft it. Absolutely not. They will clean him out. They lie. Yeah, you're going to have to call a couple of times to get this locked in. Yeah, you can tell a collector is lying if their mouth is moving. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm usually not the person to go. Yeah, you're not going to be, you're not going to be comfortable finding out that this level of humanity exists in our culture. It is the underbelly of what's going on out there. But you just got to be really tough and really firm. You can have a little fun with it and be sarcastic and mean back if you want, or you can just be really tough and really firm and go, look, we're through talking now. I'll call you next month. Beep. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're gone. Next. Hey, we have 25 cents on the dollar. You want to take that? Give it to me in writing. I will give you, uh, I I will send it to you, uh, certified mail, return receipt requested, cashier's check. Uh, or we'll get a prepaid debit card for that amount, whatever. We can find some way where they can't access his account and clean out the 15K or clean out 100 cents on the dollar after they agreed to 25 cents on the dollar. And you got how okay. many of these creditors you got to deal with, Greg? About 30. Yeah, this, yeah. it's going to be fun. Not. I know. Not. <laughs> and I heard that once you do, then they all start hounding you again, hounding my son again. But. No, 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 no. Once it's once it's settled in full and you have it in writing, he's done. Mm-hmm. Just keep that forever, though. Keep it in a he's file. Done. You're s- you're forever, settling right? this but on his behalf. He's giving you, he's going to give you a sheet that says in writing that you have permission to settle this account for him because he's meant to, he's disabled. He's got a brain injury. Right. And so right. you could get nothing, people. But we're trying to give you what he does have. So okay. you're being honorable. Because all you're going to give him everything he's got, you're being honorable and settling it. So, um, you know, and just keep just keep talking to him and talking to him. But you're dealing with people that couldn't get a job shoveling out a septic tank, and so they're sitting on the phone being a collector instead. This, that's honorable, by the way. That's not. This is the Ramsey Show. Guys, it's no secret that the real estate market is weird right now. So go with a mortgage company you can trust to have your back. 
Churchill Mortgage. Churchill is Ramsey trusted because they're stable, reliable, and focused on you. At a time when a lot of companies are being bought out or going out of business, count on Churchill Mortgage to stick around. They've been doing things the right way for over 30 years, and they'll keep doing them the right way for 30 more. Get started at churchillmortgage.com. This is a paid advertisement. NMLS ID 1591. NMLS Equal housing lender. 1749 Mallory Lane, Suite 100. Brentwood, Tennessee 37027. Question of the Day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services with 19 service brands nationwide. Neighborly's network of providers have trusted local service professionals to handle more than a thousand different services in and around your home. Go to neighborly.com and find a schedule and service today. All right. Today's question comes from Jim in Arizona. He says, we pay extra on our mortgage each month so that we can get rid of it more quickly. Very good. We're wondering if refinancing while still paying extra will put more towards the principal and help us pay it off faster, even though the interest rate would be slightly higher. So here's the details. Our current mortgage is a 15-year at 2.75%. The balance is 103000 Our current monthly payment is 1700 a month, and we're paying 2500 a month. Very good. Right now, we would pay it off in four years, and the house is worth over 600 k If we refinance, our monthly payment would be $760 a month. And from what I've read, the interest does not apply to the overage amount paid and is directly applied to the principal interest-free. Is this true? Dave, have you ever read something and it makes so little sense that it makes you question your own? Yeah. <laughs> level of intelligence yeah. everything on the internet is not true abraham lincoln said that so yeah there you go yeah I, no i wouldn't refinance number one you have 2.75 percent why would you go up to a six plus you know person interest rate for this you've got because he thinks that the interest is all charged on the front end and he's not and and that he's he doesn't understand how this really works that's why yeah okay so here's how it really works the interest is calculated on a mortgage just like a simple interest loan. Now, how does that? What does that mean? It means you take your annual interest rate. In this case, two point seven five percent. You divide that by twelve. When you do that, you're going to get point two two. So about a quarter of a percent per month. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so whatever balance is outstanding that month, one quarter of one percent or point two two percent is going to be multiplied by that, and that is the interest that is owed that month. Now, let's say that's $100,000, mm-hmm. okay? And so if you paid that that tiny little bit of interest and you paid $5,000 more towards your mortgage, mm-hmm. the next month the amount of interest would be 95000 times .223, okay? And if you pay down $1,000 the next month, it's going to be the interest is $94,000 mm-hmm. times 0.223. Mm-hmm. And so the only way a mortgage gets paid off faster due to a refinance is if you get a lower interest rate, not a higher interest rate. It's mathematically impossible for your mortgage to be paid off faster with a higher interest rate. There is no scenario in which that works. So whatever you read, confused you or was just wrong 
and the most of what you read these days about finance on the internet is just wrong because it's just really basic math. Yeah. The amount outstanding that month, the balance, the principal balance that month times the monthly portion of the interest, your annual rate divided by 12. Okay. That tells you how much of your payment is going to interest. Yeah. Everything else is going to reduce principal. So let's do some quick, dirty math. Okay. A uh, hundred thousand bucks mm-hmm. at two and three quarters. So that's $2,750 per hundred thousand. Yes. Per year. Okay. Okay. If you pay 2,500 a month, which is what he's doing now, mm-hmm. that's $30,000 a year. Mm-hmm. 30,000 times three is 90. Mm-hmm. Okay. During that time, we've had around $3,000 in interest build up per year. Mm-hmm. So he should be debt-free in three and a half years if he just pays $30,000 a year. Wow, that's not Because in, in three years, he would have paid off 90 mm-hmm. plus a little interest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or, so, or minus a little interest. So call it 85. Right. All right. Which will leave him about 15 more thousand. So in about three and a half years, he's debt free with a two and three quarter percent mortgage. That ain't bad. If you just keep doing what you're doing, dude. Yeah, if don't. you add more to it, of course, it's going to go away even faster. Right. And if you add a lump sum to it today, it'll go away the even faster. next month. You're not going to pay interest on anything except what is left. That's how simple interest is calculated, and that's how a mortgage is calculated uh, with a, a, any standard mortgage that's out there. Now, there are some ripoff finance company mortgages that use the rule of 78s, which has a prepayment penalty built into it, and you do not get credit for the interest mm-hmm. by prepaying principal on those. But that's if you've got an 18% interest rate oh. and you went to the storefront like beneficial, which is not, um, or something like that, right? You go in one of these ripoff. It's right next to the pawn shop. Oh, you know, gracious. Little mm-hmm. personal, you know, you get a 38% mm-hmm. interest rate on a personal loan of 5000 bucks in there. Those kinds of places, right? Yeah. So it, you can go in there but the, and get a different mortgage. But all FHA, VA, Fannie Mae, home equity loans with a traditional bank or credit union, they're all run on simple interest with no prepayment penalty. And so you do not prepay the interest. The reason that your payment is X and most of it goes to interest in, when you have a 30-year mortgage on your first payment is because your balance is so stinking high still. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when it's multiplied by your interest rate, divided by 12, right. it takes up most of your monthly payment. That's right. That's why it starts out. But if you look towards the end of paying it off. Almost all of it is almost all your payment. Then if you're just paying your regular payment is going towards principal. principal. Yep. Why? Cause your balance is infinitely small at that point. That's you got good. five grand left on your balance and you're, you know, you're paying a thousand dollars a month. So of course, most of the thousand is not going to be interest cause they, mm-hmm. there's not mm-hmm. a lot of interest on five grand. That's right. Well, Dave, this is, this is why you've got the goat status. I think that was a great job of explaining that wonderful i mean it's just it's yeah and and so jim thank you for coming to us because the problem with this kind of stuff is it causes people to do stupid butt stuff it does here's the thing here's what's scary there's people in the mortgage business that don't know what i just said i guarantee it and they will sell you a six percent mortgage as a method of getting out of debt when you have a two and three quarter percent mortgage well they're also going to get paid off of that so well there's that some of them, do, but some of them do it out of ignorance, not not malicious. Oh, I mean, they just don't know. 
people, this is really basic stuff. But, you know, the other, let's just take it one step further. Just be real nerdy. Okay. Okay. It, you, you're, you and Sam ever get your uh, amortization schedule yes. out? Yes. You got the columns of the interest yes. and the principal? Mm-hmm. It's If you go d- take your calculator and do what I just said to uh-huh. do, it's exactly what you're going to find. That's how that's developed. Mm-hmm. That's the spreadsheet formula that I just gave you that you plug in the spreadsheet formula and it creates those AM tables, those, mm-hmm. those amortization tables. All right. Because that shows you the portion. You know, I got a payment of a thousand. Mm-hmm. This much is principal. The, this tiny little bit's principal at yeah. the first, the whole big thing's interest, and then it goes to the bottom and to the bottom. That's why it's exciting to look at because yeah. you start seeing and so more you, of your money go you to it. If you take your AM schedule principal. and you say, okay, I'm currently owe $200,000 on my AM schedule, mm-hmm. and you find that place on your AM schedule, and you say, what would happen if I paid $50,000 in principal next month? Well, you slide down to where you find a $150,000 balance, mm-hmm. and you'll see how much of your payment is going to go to interest and how much is going to go to principal. Yeah. So what you're literally doing is you're sliding forward in the AM schedule by prepaying principal mm-hmm. to the next level or to the next place that that principal amount equals that. That's how it works. and that's But it's all based on the idea of the interest that is charged only on the outstanding balance monthly. It's not bi-weekly, right? once monthly. a month. Mm-hmm. So you could pay four times during the month. Doesn't change Doesn't a matter. thing. Doesn't change a thing. Because they only they only reset once a month. And so at the, at the beginning of the month, whatever's outstanding, times your monthly interest rate mm-hmm. is going to give you your interest charge. And so that's how this process works. So that's a good question. That was, and a great explanation. And I'm glad, Jim, that you uh, sent it in here. Uh, we're not making fun of you for not knowing because most people don't know this. And a lot of people think that because the interest is so large on the front end mm-hmm. that they're paying all the interest up front. And you're not. You're only paying the interest that you owe each month. That's all. This is The Ramsey Show. Jade Warshaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. The phone number is 888-825-5225. This is common sense for your dollars and cents. Gwen's with us in Tampa. Hi, Gwen. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, My issue is my husband and I restored a 1966 Airstream and used it. Unfortunately, he passed away, and it's time to let it go. Um, So uh, my question is, my niece and husband um, expressed an interest in it a long time ago and said, hey, if you're ever interested in selling it or that's the way they put it, you know, let us know. So I had written him a letter. My question is, we're supposed to talk tomorrow. And I thought, you know, I don't know how this is supposed to go. What's what's fair? I do have another niece and another nephew, and we have a trust as well. But bottom line is, I thought, you know, I just want to be fair. I don't know. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Slow down, slow down. How long ago did your husband pass? I mean, sorry? How long ago did your husband pass away? He he passed away four years ago. I'm so sorry. And you guys rebuilt this camper together. Well, we had it restored. Oh, you had it restored. Okay. So what is it worth if you were just to sell it on the open market? I actually, um, um, it was valued at, surprisingly and shockingly, it's valued at $33,000. Why is that shocking? Is it shockingly low or high? Well, uh, well, 
I, it is high. Uh, for me, it is. It, it's 1966, but my um, people that we have at service regularly from said, oh my gosh, these are really in demand. Well, they're, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, a, a it's kind of a cool It's a fad rebuild. right now. Yeah, it's a fad. That's a cool thing. Yeah. All right. So you have a $33,000 camper and one of your family members wants to buy it. I, I yes, they they expressed it probably three or four years ago and said, "Hey, uh, if you're ever interested in selling it, please let us know." Okay, and I'm so letting you I, know I, it's thirty three thousand dollars. I'm letting you know. I'm getting ready to put the camper up for sale for thirty three thousand dollars in two weeks. Would you like it before I put it up for sale? Did you already do that, Gwen? Uh, I, I only said that we were going to talk. Uh, I asked them if they were interested. I'd like to give them first crack at it. And they yeah. said, can we give you a call tomorrow? And I said, absolutely, let's talk tomorrow. Sure. And I thought, I, I don't know how, how to, I don't want to offend them, but I also don't want to be. If I, they're offended you, by you, you selling your camper for what it's worth, then that's their problem. Okay. Do you think they're expecting some sort of a deal because it's family? Is that what you're worried about? I would guess that. I would guess that. Why? I don't want to presuppose, but I, I, I don't. I'm not very good uh, thinking on my feet. I get a little flustered, and I. Thought, well, you don't, I don't have to think on your feet. Him, but I also yeah, you, you don't have to think on your feet. You're going to sell your camper for thirty-three thousand dollars, or if you want to give them a deal, just because you, as an act of love, and you've got a pile of money, and you don't need any money. Do you need money? Well. This is the thing. I would like to use that money. We're establishing a scholarship for my husband in his in my husband's name. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, up at the high school that he then then they're about. helping with that if they buy the camper, and you can tell them yeah. that. Yeah. I'm I'm going to sell the camper, and whatever I get out of it is going to go into his scholarship fund over at the school, and so and the guys at the at the camper place tell me it's worth thirty three thousand, so I'm going to put it up for sale for thirty three thousand. If you want to sell it to them for 30 and just say that, that's fine. But you don't have to think on your feet. This is not a negotiation. This is you just putting a price on something and what it's worth. There's nothing to be flustered about. I, it's just, I, is selling this camper, is it making you feel some type of way? Is that what it is? Because you feel like you're, it sounds like this is just ringing you out right now. Well, uh, you know, it's it's the uncertainty of it. I, I know it's the right thing to do. I, I truly do. We enjoyed it, and uh, I haven't used it. And it's a sin for it to just sit. Um, but so it feels like you're selling a little bit of what was your husband's in your dream. Mm-hmm. Yes, we loved it. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be did. it's gonna be kind of emotional the day it leaves. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I have to tell you, it, it's uh, it's beyond me. It's beyond me, and I. And he would love, he would love it to go to them if indeed that's the thing. Okay. But but I don't think he meant for you to give it to them for free, do you? I think he would, I'm not sure. My husband was extremely generous. Uh, He was, yeah. I know. But do you you think he was expecting you to give this camper away for free? I I don't, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I don't either. You're not, it's not an act of, you're not being mean when you sell something to anyone for what it is worth. Now, if it's worth 33 and you sold it to them for 43, that's being immoral, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. 
Okay, but you're, when you sell something for what it's worth, you have done absolutely nothing wrong. If you choose to discount it slightly, not as an act of being pressured or feeling some kind of guilt trip, but just as an act of generosity, mm-hmm. then that's your choice. It's your item, and you can do that too. So you say, you know, they, the guys at the store tell us it's worth 33 That's what I'm going to put it on the market for. But because my husband would love it if you guys had it and knew th- and we knew that you were using it, you know, we'll sell it to you guys for 30 instead of 33 And the money is going to a scholarship fund, so it's yeah, it's still generosity. Yeah. Does that make sense? It, it, it totally does. Yeah, but I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think we're going much lower than that. Okay. And if they have an expectation of that, that's their problem, because no promise was made ever in any conversation to these people that they were getting a free camper. Yeah. They said when it goes for sale, let us know. Not when you give the camper away, let us know. <laughs> well, can I can I add something? A family member that was kind of in, involved. Sort of there it is. It there it is. Yeah. That, this is what's called nunya. Nunya business. <laughs> I don't know who this family member is, but they're not in this transaction. Yeah. But I just figured out what you're worried about and what you're feeling guilty about mm-hmm. and what all your feels are about that Jade was smelling. It's this family member who yeah. was a member of his family, not yours, correct? Um, actually, um, um, your husband's family. Member of my family. Oh, of your mm. family. Okay. Then you can really tell them where to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is called good boundaries. And I don't think I asked you, and I don't think I will be asking you. Mm-hmm. And this is Nanya. That's what you call it a taco burrito conversation. Nachos. <laughs> <laughs> Nachos. 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 Yeah, I love that. I have never heard that. That is fabulous. Henry Cloud will love that. The author of Boundaries. Nachos. Okay. <laughs> Mic drop right there. <laughs> Last time I looked at the title, it says nachos. Nachos. It says mine. <laughs> that is so good. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to get out of here or not. Get me to a commercial, Lord. Oh, that's so good. That's the ultimate boundaries joke it is, right there. It is. I'll have to, I'm going to email that to Henry right now. Oh, man. I knew something was going on in that, though. She You're was right. Just you smelled up. it, and I thought it was the grieving over her husband. At first, and then I'm like, there's no, something with it's, this. It's her mama or somebody that yeah. needs, a, not, needs a nachos burrito. <laughs> nachos. You don't get to speak into this. That is so great. <laughs> Whoever it is has been sniffing around that camper for a while now, too. Yeah, just they got waiting. their own little. They got their own little game going, don't they? <laughs> or they just like to screw around in other people's business. True, which some folks nachos are like that. is so much better than Nunya. <laughs> Nunya Dadgum business works. Pretty, that works pretty good. They're cousins. You know, you mind your own. Mind your own. It's a full time <laughs> job. This is Nunya. Nunya. And it's nachos. <laughs> so great. <laughs> well, I'm glad uh, I I'm glad I introduced what? you to something Deloney, new. Dave. I bet Deloney doesn't know that. Oh, uh, well. Delo- we'll hear that on the mental health show, the Dr. John Deloney show, when he's helping people <laughs> set boundaries. This is the Ramsey Show.
Hey, good folks, Dr. John Deloney here. Listen, the Ramsey Cash Giveaway is back, and you could win the $3,000 grand prize. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway and enter every day. Plus, save 20% on bestsellers like my latest book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, my Questions for Humans conversation cards, and my friend Dave Ramsey's Baby Steps Millionaires. Listen, don't miss these deals. Get 20% off at RamseySolutions.com slash store. Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host. Thank you for joining us, America. We're glad you're here. This is The Ramsey Show. Uh, when you graduated from high school, did uh, anybody give you a copy of a Dr. Zeus book as a gift? Uh, I hope not. High oh, school? Oh, the places you'll go. Oh. That's the one. That's my guess anyway. Yeah, okay. I was thinking, what the crap? At first, I went Dr. to Green Seuss Eggs and Ham. for high school. <laughs> okay. But here, here's the, it, let, let's just try something. Let's do a graduation gift that actually matters. Oh, the places you'll go. Okay. The Get Clear Assessment is built specifically for teenagers. They spend some time answering questions, and in just a few minutes, they get customized results about their specific top talents, passions, and mission. And that is the kind of guidance that gives them confidence about the major they choose, the career field they lean towards, and avoid wasting uh, years and tens of thousands of dollars on courses on degrees they don't need, want, or hate. People spend years of their lives trying to figure this stuff out. And you can give them the Get Clear Assessment for students for 30 bucks at RamseySolutions.com. Go to the store. Or you can give them Dr. Seuss. Your choice. <laughs> so now we're trashing Dr. Seuss in our ad copy? Well, you know. Is that how un-American is that? The point is it's better to Dr. get the. Seuss. I'd rather have the assessment, though, than the book. I would, too. But why can't we pick on somebody other than Dr. Seuss? <laughs> Do both and. It's, I'm like Anchorman. I just read whatever's put in front of me, apparently. <laughs> oh, my God. This is awful. No, I'm not going to trash Dr. Seuss anymore. Uh, tell them to re- tell tell those mean people in marketing to rewrite their copy. <laughs> They're just meanies, just big old meanies. So seriously, all joking aside, get the uh, get the get get your kids to take this assessment. Mm-hmm. Uh, wouldn't you have loved as a high school senior to have a freaking clue about what you were leaning into? Love it. Would have yeah. loved that. RamseySolutions.com slash store. What's the name of the book we're, we're telling them not to buy? Oh, The Places You'll Go. Oh, I think you ought to get that too. Not to be confused we with Green Eggs and Ham. We need to just throw that in with the Get Clear assessment. We don't have any there of those, go. so we can't. Oh, The Places You'll Go. Rodney's in Washington, D.C. Rodney, how are you? I'm very good. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Um, well, I'm 58 years old. Uh, my bring and I'm retired. My bring home pay is uh, three thousand eight hundred. I have about thirty six thousand cash in the bank, one hundred thirty five in one retirement account, and two thirty in the other retirement account. Good. I owe forty three thousand dollars on my house, and I want want babe to buy a new car. I'm not one hundred percent needed right now, but I want to. So I'm trying to figure out, should I take a little bit of money out of my retirement account and buy the car outright, or should I just uh, pay the house off first or something else? How much are you thinking about spending? Uh, uh, actually, the car is going to be approximately $40,000. Yeah. 
So about close to the same amount that I owe for my mortgage. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you're certainly allowed to do that. It's not against the law, but you called us and asked us. Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. And you're, you said you're how old? I'm 58. Okay. All right. I'm a car guy, so I, I can relate. I mean, I like a great car. I got my my big Raptor with loud mufflers and my sports cars, and I love that stuff. So I'm with you on all this. But the, the problem is is that these toys are going to cost you parts of your future that you don't want them to cost you. So we don't, A, number one, we don't recommend buying a car, a brand-new car, unless you have a million-dollar net worth because they go down in value so fast. So we don't yes, do sir. that, and you're not there. So we're not buying a new one anyway. So we're talking about a used one. And a used one, we don't recommend buying anything you can't pay cash for, and that the total of all of the items that you own that has motors or wheels does not equal more than half your annual income. And you said you make what a year? Uh, again, I'm retired. My bring home for my uh, pension is about 3000 Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> Now you're and my you're you're, reti- you're retired my- at fifty eight. Yes, sir. You don't um, work at I all. Got very lucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sell some stuff on eBay, but that's it. Okay. My Are you married? Only- no, sir. I'm not. Okay. Right. So what do you? What is it? What do you spend in your time doing? So, <laughs> um, besides looking at new cars, eBay. <laughs> right. Uh, I sell stuff on eBay. Just. Uh, uh, it, uh, nothing much of anything. What's the uh, What's the car you're thinking of? Um, probably like a Hyundai Santa Fe or something like that. Okay. All right. Well, what I, what I would tell you is that I would do if I woke up in your shoes. What are you driving now? What's the car worth you're driving now? Um, the car I'm driving now is a Santa Fe, and it is probably worth around fifteen to twelve or fifteen thousand. Okay. Right. Again, you're more than welcome, sir. We'll still be friends if you do whatever you want to do, but you called us. What I would do yes. is I would drive the car you're driving and pay off my house, and I would pick up um, something fun that I make money, really money, good money doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're only 58 years old. You're just a pup. Yes, sir. I mean, you could go make you could go make 50 grand and not even think anything about it and then use that money to upgrade the car after your house is paid off. I love that plan. You got, you just got this, you got all this potential right in front of you. And so if I'm you, I want the car. I agree with you, but I'm going to do it smart. And that way, have you ever bought something Rodney? And by the time you finished paying it off or by the time you owned it a little while, you (laughs) knew you shouldn't have bought it and you hated the stupid thing that you thought you were going to love. Yes, sir. That's what this, that's what this is going to be. If you do this wrong, because you're already too smart to do this. Yeah. Hey, you're not done. I think that you've still got something to offer. And I think the longer that you sit around, you're going to be looking for more things to buy. So you got to go make some money instead of sitting around all day figuring out what you spend it on. (laughs) You know, you know what? That's going to be me. I have to do that. I have to be careful because if I'm sitting around, I'm planning the next trip or the next car purchase. I'm just like that. I I hadn't even thought of that. Look, oh my God. It's now I've true. got the money. That's different. But yeah. I used to work from home before I came here. And now that I've come here to Ramsey, I come in here every day. You don't spend as much money? I don't spend as much money. Yeah, you don't, you're working. Man, you know? I used to sit around. It's like you're sitting looking around your house, just looking for things to replace. Yeah, it's what, <laughs> it's what happened during COVID, man. That's why Home Depot stock went up. Man, you know? it's so true. Wow. 
Yeah. So, so yeah, that, so Rodney, let's go ahead. Let's keep an emergency fund of three to six months of expenses. Let's start chunking down on that house. Let's get that house paid off, and then let's save up a beyond that. And the best, the fastest way to do that is just make some more money. You could double your income without a lot of effort. Yep. Yep. You're you're only making about forty five thousand a year with your current retirement income, and you could easily go make another thirty five or forty just screwing around. I mean, mm-hmm. really, it doesn't. You don't have to work that hard. But just go do something, all with the idea that when I get my car and I got the emergency fund and I got the house paid off, I'm going to quit that. And I may sit around and do nothing again, except you'll be trying to spend again. But, yeah, yeah. but yeah. yeah, that that that's how I would do it. If you'll do this after you have figured out a way that's fun and reasonably easy to make some more money and you have paid off your house and you have your emergency fund and then you pay cash for the upgrade on the car, if you do it then and buy a one- or a two-year-old one, you're going to feel really good about Rodney. You know, so, so many people treat work like it's a sentence. And when my sentence is over, I get to, and it shouldn't feel like like that. You know, you should be able to find work that you enjoy doing. And not and for him, it not, doesn't have to be eight hours a day, you know, all this doesn't time. Be, but it doesn't have to be a grind. It, yeah, it doesn't have to be a grind. It and can the, just be something you enjoy is, doing. The weird thing is your highest income potential across the board. Now, it's not true of everybody, but I mean, the average is people in their 50s. Wow. Between the age 50 and age 60, you make the most money of any decade of your working life because all the stupid stuff you did in your early years is now called experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you and you got it dialed in, and you hit the sweet spot every time you hit the ball. That's cool. You know, and then 60, you start to slow down and calm down. But most mm-hmm. people make the most of their money in their 50s. So you got a That's real opportunity, cool. Rodney. Still got two of those years left. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Starting off this hour is Jill in Dallas. Hi, Jill. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Um, good afternoon, sir. I am so grateful that I have been able to um, get through the lines. Thank you so much for your time. Well, we're honored. How can we help? I have an investment question, please. I value your opinion very much. Um, we have a question about paying off a reverse mortgage for my father-in-law. Um, my husband and I make um, between one hundred and eighty and 200000 a year. We have no debt. We have about 1.2 in our um, retirement accounts. We own our house, and we also own two other houses. Wow. Um, Very good. We, so your net worth is north of $4 million? Uh, but probably between two and three. The, okay. One of the houses is, is pretty small. Um, it, okay. That's a story in itself. But anyway, um, our father, my husband's father um has a reverse mortgage mm-hmm. um and we would like to pay it off the um the interest rate seems to be quite ridiculous exorbitant. yeah yes and yeah. in another six or seven years the interest will have eaten up the complete value of the home mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um we would i, I just want to know from your perspective we were considering taking out the uh, money it, they there's 160 out on the house we were considering withdrawing it my husband is uh, 59 and a half. Mm-hmm. We were considering withdrawing it and making it like an investment since real estate does appreciate. 
I realized that it would, his father is 89. Mm-hmm. And so this could be tied up for 10 plus years, but mm-hmm. long-term investments usually are just that long-term. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, from your perspective, would really value your opinion in uh, what what do you think of this? What what pitfalls do you see? Very sad that your father-in-law is 89 and he's got himself in a position with these rip-off reverse mortgages to be in a pinch. I'm so sorry. The great news is you guys are in great shape and you're able to do this. So uh, does your husband have siblings? Um, he does. Um, we Our thought was at the end that if we took out what we spent on the house plus the same gain that we had made on our 401k mm-hmm. and let that be ours because you can't take the money out and not make something on it. Because if What I is, left, what is I the house currently worth? The house is worth about three thirty. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and none of the other siblings are in a position to help. No, sir. We bought one of the siblings a house so that he could live in the county and get county health care. <laughs> That's one of the houses we own. So okay. he is very ill and needed to be inside our county line so that the county could cover his health care. So. Okay. Right. So uh, no one's going to object to anything here then. I don't think so. His dad would like to keep it a secret until after he's gone nope. and let it be a surprise. Nope. I think that's a bad idea. Nope. That's how everybody okay. gets, that's how people spend the rest of their lives pissed off. Nope. Okay. We're going to well, tell everybody in the family what's going on. And here's okay. what we're going to do. Yes, we're going to deed the house to you guys. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And you all just pay it off and it's your house. And okay. then you pay for the insurance and you pay for the taxes. You pay yes, for sir. the maintenance and dad yes, gets to live there for life. Yes, sir. Or as long as okay. he as long as he can stay in the house, that is. Anyway, not like yes. if he's able to if he has to be cared for in some other way, then that'd be different. But yeah, just just you know, we'll get you out, Dad. Um, but go ahead and just deed it to us now, uh, and that's our return. And uh, we're and we're also going to have to invest more because we're going to have to cover the maintenance and we're going to have to cover the taxes and insurance for you to live there for free as long as you're yes, able sir. to live in the house. Yes, sir. And that's a fair that's okay. a fair deal financially. It's also a very kind thing for you all to do, mm-hmm. and you're in a position to do it, and you'll you'll be okay financially. You're not stupid, but I'm not doing this and keep it a secret. Secrets are ugly and stuff like this. Okay, all right. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to cause a problem. You we will. Just wanted. Okay. Well, then we won't. We yeah. won't keep it a secret. Yeah, they need to. They. They. It's just fair. Okay. And if anybody wants, uh, if anybody has a better plan, y'all can do it. But if you if you don't have a better plan, you don't have the money. We're standing here with the money. We can do this, but I don't want to. I don't want some uh, character in the family to be yelling later. Oh, Jill took advantage of Grandpa. Yeah, you and, know, and it has to be the de- it, the the house has to be deeded up front. It can't be now, hey, we'll give him the money to pay the house off, and then he wills us the house. Like it can't be that. No, no, you get the house in your yeah, name yeah. now, now. Okay, and we were taking the money out of our four hundred one k to pay it off, but yeah. it, I mean, we've got plenty in there, and we've still got another many years to still in yeah, you don't you don't have enough in a side investment account that's not 401k to do it do you uh no we've only got about 50 in another account okay. we don't have enough to pay it yeah. off yeah I, you're gonna pay taxes so it's gonna cost you 200 grand to get this out Man. And to, okay. to clear 160 and so yeah I, i'm still doing it though mm-hmm. it's why you okay. work you're able mm-hmm. to take care of dad but i'm not gonna have anybody objecting to this and okay. we're gonna and we're gonna control the variables because he obviously has um, 
we know that he doesn't always make good decisions because he made the decision to put a reverse mortgage on there. Mm-hmm. And so I okay. can't leave the house in his name hoping he's going to make good decisions. No, we're going to take care of this so that we can take care of him. Okay. All right. I just want to do the right thing. That's all. I don't, yeah, I don't want to hurt you anyone's are. feelings. There's that, no, well, you have it, such a good heart. You do. And, and hopefully everyone will see the good in this mm-hmm. and there won't be an, a, a relative that objects. But if there is, at least they'll know it on the front end and we can just go, this is what we're doing. And uh, unless you've got a better plan to take care of him, he's otherwise going to end up losing his house. So what do you people want to do here? Yeah. These reverse mortgages are from the pit of hell. They're horrible. Terrible. Absolutely horrible. Whew. High interest rates, high fees. And what's weird is, of course, the reverse is they pay for your, those of you who don't know how it works, they, they're paying the old man payments mm-hmm. until it gets to 65% loan to value. When it gets to 65% loan to value, they stop the payments and now they just add interest to the 65 until it eats up the entire value and then they foreclose. That's so sad. Or if he doesn't keep up the taxes and insurance, even after they stop the payments, mm-hmm. that throws it into fault and they foreclose. Mm-hmm. So uh, regular home mortgages have about a 2 to a 3% foreclosure rate. Uh, reverse mortgages have a 15% foreclosure rate. Just to get the, so I'm not kidding when I say this is a ripoff. Yeah, I mean, and there's, you know, and, and they're sold on television on ads by washed up actors between yes. between the walk-in bathtubs and the Joe Namath. commercial. I saw Joe <laughs> Joe Namath, Montel Jordan. Yeah. 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 My greatest fear in life is I live long enough to do one of those ads. <laughs> oh no, Dave. <laughs> you would never. You would never. You're right. I would never. <laughs> I'm not that desperate to be in front of a camera. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is the Ramsey Show. All right, let's cut to the chase. It's easy to get discouraged about crazy house prices and interest rates. But when you have the right real estate agent to help you buy and sell the right way, you'll have confidence to make smart decisions. Ramsey trusted agents aren't just experts who guide you through buying or selling. They're someone you can trust to have your back from the first call to closing day. Find a Ramsey trusted agent near you at RamseySolutions.com slash agent. RamseySolutions.com slash agent. Jade Walshaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. The phone number here is 888-825-5225. Whole bunch of you are brand new. We appreciate that. We're glad you're here. You can help us out, if you would, whether you're old-timer or whether you're brand new. We need the help. You can do three things to help us move this show out and help America and serve America by telling them the truth because we love them. And uh, that's simply this. Share the show. Tell people about it. Click the share link if you're on a podcast or YouTube or something like that. Click the share link. Share the link. However you want to do it. I don't care. But pass this along to your friends. You can subscribe or follow if you're on a podcast. And you can leave us a five-star review if you're a podcast or YouTube. Say something nice, like five stars. (laughs) Because um, Mama said if you haven't got anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Just move along and... Now we're, I think we're number 11 podcast on Apple's ranking that wow. comes and goes uh, in the entire world of podcasts, which is some two or three million podcasts that are out there. That's not a nuanced uh, category. That's of all of them. And so thank you guys. We appreciate that. 
We have not spent $300 million on marketing this year. Instead, you guys are just telling us you like it by telling each other about it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm -hmm. Katrina is in Chicago. Hi, Katrina. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Thanks. How are you guys? Better than we deserve. What's up? So I have, I own a condo in Chicago and I am looking to buy a second home in Nashville, Tennessee. Why? And what I'm wondering is why, because my boyfriend got transferred to Nashville and then I've been doing long distance. And so now we want to, to live in the same city to figure out if we're going to marriage. So you're going to move from Chicago to Nashville? Well, I'm not planning to, so I'm trying to work it out with my job so that I could be fully remote. But in the meantime, I have to come in. I'm supposed to be around 60%. So I'm, I'm still doing that by going to Nashville, but it's a little painful. So you want a second home in Tennessee. Is your current home in Chicago paid for? It is. Wow. Okay. So I don't have any debt currently. Okay. And I really don't want to get any because you know how this works. Yeah, Yeah. I do know how it works. Well, my question is, why do you feel that you would have to just hypothetically, why, why do you feel that you would have to buy a home? So soon just rent an apartment for six months. The rent is so expensive. But even if this wasn't, even if there was no boyfriend or anything like that, I, we would, we would never say to just walk in and up and buy a house. You would just want to get a feel okay. of the area, figure out what, what life is. I have is. been getting a feel of the area in the last... I've been doing this for a year and a half, like going back and forth. Uh-huh. How old are you? I'm 46. What do you make? I make 183 and then a, a bonus that's about 100. How long, you, how long have you been dating boyfriend? Since pan, more pandemic love. <laughs> pandemic love that's that's, a good thing that came out of it that's much much better than puppy love i'm just saying (laughs) (laughs) but here's the thing i'm slightly well no i'm robbing the cradle a bit he's much younger (laughs) i didn't know that but it it is what it is doesn't Um, matter so that's another reason why i like I have that's just another I'm reason we, that's just another reason we think you're awesome right there. Yeah. So, okay. Cougar. Um, okay. So the, uh, <laughs> but here's the deal. You're, you're making a permanent real estate decision in a temporary situation. That's a bad move. This is a situation okay. where you rent until the permanent shakes out. There's two issues on the permanent. When the relationship goes from boyfriend to husband and when the job allows you to move, now we have permanent. Then we buy. As a matter of fact, then we buy you and him because you're mm-hmm. married. Until then, uh, you're, you know you're you're doing this gypsy thing back and forth, corporate gypsy thing, and remote semi and long distance uh, love affair and all this, and all of that just screams rent. And not to mention, if we're really playing this out long term, okay, you got the paid for house in Chicago. Let's say you come to Tennessee, you rent for a while, you got, you know, your work thing works out, you get engaged, you decide to get married, you can sell the Chicago house and you can probably end up buying whatever house you get here in Tennessee in cash, as opposed to trying to, do you see what I'm saying? This this screams rent for six months. Yeah, long term, it's better to do it to do it this way. Okay. But then if I, I hear what you're saying, but then can I ask, yeah. 
my question was going to be when I buy that place, mm-hmm. I have cash in three different places. Pay cash for And it. I'm wondering. Okay. Yeah. But you're going to sell the place in Chicago. Yeah, you got to sell the place okay, in Chicago. So the, the end of the story, if it goes like you think, unless I'm missing something, is you're married and live in Nashville, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the end of the story. So you're going to sell the place in Chicago and you've got cash and you've got him. Hopefully he's worth something. We didn't even ask about that. <laughs> <laughs> please, please tell us it's good, Katrina. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. He's just fun. You know, he's he's more puppy in his. You know, <laughs> how young is this guy? How, no. <laughs> I don't mean that, but like compared to like, there's a lot of earning potential between 32 and 46. Okay, okay. All right. I see you, <laughs> Katrina. I see you out here. All right, you're. Hey, yeah. Just uh, what's happening here is. Um, this is an exciting adventure in your life, and don't confuse that with real estate. Real estate's when things are stable and boring, and you pay cash. Mm-hmm. So I would not buy right now because if you buy, you're going to end up selling what you buy and doing something different when That's this right. all settles. Mm-hmm. You're going to end up doing saying we want to set up our lives, and it's not in this house or not in this condo. Mm-hmm. And so it just it just bothers you because you're cheap to rent. Because you feel like you're wasting money. But rent, when it's in a proper scenario, and this is a proper scenario, is called paying for patience. And look, if you move all the way down to Tennessee, your boy better put a ring on it. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. If you're making this type of transition, he needs to come through. And I hope that he does for you. (laughs) Mama Jade with relationship advice. There we go, right there. Ding, ding. (laughs) I love it. Good stuff. Stacy's in Bakersfield, California. Hi, Stacy. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Oh, thank you for having me. Sure. What's up? Well, um, I listened to your podcast on the way home from a trip, and I was really, uh, you pulled me in. Um, I'm very newly divorced. I've never operated on a budget at all. Um, I have some debt in this new single life of mine, and I have a little bit of money in a brokerage account. And uh, How much debt and how much in the brokerage account? Only twenty two thousand. Um, I have about thirty eight thousand in debt. Um, half of it is a medical bill, and the other half is credit cards. And what do you I make? really just need some direction and help. What do you make? I make. Um, well, I gross about one hundred seven. Um, this year, I'm going to get a five percent, so but one hundred thirteen a year. Mm-hmm. All right. I pay into a pension. I have a pension. Mm-hmm. No kids, right? Right. All right. You know, if I were you, I would probably do that. I, You know, if I had money set aside that was not retirement, I'd probably pull some from it to pay debt, mm-hmm. um, especially if it's single stocks. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cash it all in and yeah. clear the debt because we're going to get you on the debt snowball. Mm-hmm. And we're going to put you on a budget. And a budget's not a beans and rice thing. It may be for a little while till you get some of these bills cleaned up. Yeah. But then after that, it's just you telling your money what to do and giving you confidence in this new stage of life mm-hmm. for handling your own money. And I also want you to download Every Dollar. That's the budgeting app that we use here. And it's great. It's going to help. It's going to help anybody who's never budgeted before learn how to do it because it's not just an app where you put the numbers in. It's teaching you. And there's teachings that are built into the app that help you throughout this. So that's what I would do. And I'm excited that you're on this journey. I think that it's exciting that you're finally getting in control of your money. And that starts with you budgeting. It starts with you getting out of debt. And uh, make sure before you do all of this that you put aside $1,000 
for emergencies because you need that first things first. For your starter, beginner emergency fund. Yep. So every dollar will do that. And uh, I'll tell you what, let's just go ahead, since you're starting a new phase of life, put you into Financial Peace University. Uh, that's a nine-week class, a nine-lesson class to ha- on how to handle money. It'll give you your confidence in this area, and we'll help you do it. We're going to do it all for free. It's just our gift to you to help you start fresh. It's way too easy to put off making a will. And believe me, I've heard every excuse in the book. But not having the time is one excuse we can kick to the curb right now. Because these days, most folks can make a legally binding will on their laptop between loads of laundry. If you're wondering if you can make your will online or if you need a lawyer, we have a quiz to help you figure that out in less than five minutes. Just go to RamseySolutions.com slash WillsQuiz. RamseySolutions.com slash WillsQuiz. Jade Washaw, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Nicole in Syracuse, New York. Hi, Nicole. How are you? Hi, Dave and Jade. How are you guys doing? Great. What's up? Um, so I, my husband and I are on Baby Step 2. We just paid off one of our cars, well, our only car, um, with a huge $9,000 payment to eliminate that debt. Um, it took a lot of strong arming my husband to let go of that money to pay it off, but we did. So um, last year we sold his car to get out of that debt and save money since he's able to walk to both his jobs. Uh, it's worked for us for almost a year. My husband has a full-time job for 22 an hour and part-time with 17 an hour, and I get 16 an hour for my part-time job. We take home about 4530 a month. Uh, so my husband is looking for a better job that would pay him uh, about 25 to 28 an hour. If he gets this job, we would have to come up with at least 7000 quick to get a new car or I mean, a used car. And Where, where um, did 7000 come from? So we've been working with a car broker, auto broker, and um, that's like around the number that we are been, have been looking for. Um, but yeah, if, uh, if he gets that, then, you know, we can get down to one job and I won't be going crazy with the kids at home all day alone. <laughs> so my question is, is it worth it for him to go for that job that costs a little, I mean, pays him a little bit more or should we just continue what we're doing? So let me get this straight. I, I'm, I'm, I want to make sure I'm tracking with you. You're, you're saying that if your husband gets this other job, it's going to require you to get another vehicle. And you want to know, is it is his pay increase worth that cost? Yeah. So he, because he works a job and a half. And if he gets this other job, he could eliminate the other two jobs. Okay. Um, yeah. And then we would actually see each other once in a while. How would you pay for no. it? How would you, how, how would you pay for that? the new car um Mm -hmm. that's the thing like we don't know how we would come up with since we just did that big payment on the that car and i took a lot of convincing to get him to do that Mm -hmm. um and do you have to pay i mean you don't have to pay seven thousand having to convince him doesn't enter into this discussion the only (laughs) thing that enters into the discussion is what makes sense for your family Mm -hmm. he shouldn't need Mm -hmm. convincing on that he should just want mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. You should just want to do it. What's best for your family? Well, very cautious. Yeah. You don't yeah, have $7,000, right? No. Right. You can't buy a $7,000 car then. What? How much mm-hmm. could you scrape together to get to make this happen? 
I think in like if he got hired if, after the hiring process, if he got hired within like two months, we might be able to get five thousand right. straight together. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, but you're starting yeah. now. You're part, starting to put aside now because you know that this is on the horizon. So we wouldn't wait until right. you know. Don't wait until the cards are on the table. Start start putting aside now so that he has it. Okay. Let, let's just be mm-hmm. real clear. Your household income, if I understood you correctly, if he takes this job, does not go up. He just is going to be right. working less because he's making more at the new job. Your quality of life goes up. Mm-hmm. So the numbers don't change at your house when he gets the new job. Am I right? Correct. Okay. That's what I thought I understood. So mm-hmm. Jade is exactly right then. You can save up starting right now and mm-hmm. buy a $2,000 car or a $4,000 car or a $3,000 car, whatever cash you can scrape together. There's no magic to seven. The only magic to seven is you don't have it. So that's <laughs> all, so you can't do it. Right, right. Because you're not going to, listen, if you continually figure out a way to rationalize borrowing money, you're going to borrow money the rest of your life and just be normal broke people. you got to mm-hmm. stop that. Mm-hmm. You have to draw a line in the sand. Debt is not an option. Now, what do we do? Mm-hmm. We want a better life. He wants this better job. I'm with you on both of those things. Got no issue with that. Now, how do we get started over there or how do we scrape up some money? When do you think he's going to hear on this job? Uh, He's got an interview on Thursday. So is it a one and done interview or is it a six week interview process? Well, he's had an interview for this job before and then he applied. He's applying to the same job over and over again. Um, Same company, I mean. But, um, so why it, is he, why is he going to get it this time? I don't know. What he kind of, Hey, what kind of job? What, what is it? What is it that he's interviewing for? A uh, grocery store manager for Aldi. Is there any other chains that he can be interviewing for the same position? Why has it got to be the same Aldi? Can he look at Publix? Can he look at Kroger? Whatever it is by you, Hy-Vee, whatever the grocery store chains are. Is he just putting all his chips in one bag or can he... You know, I'm just trying to get a beat on what's really going on. Right. Yeah, I guess we were uh, just kind of like, I think he's putting out a lot of feelers for different jobs, but that's okay. the one that. Um, that's the one he wants. He okay, to- I want to be yeah. serious again. I'm not trying to be sarcastic or mean. He's applied mm-hmm. for this job multiple times and has not gotten it. Why is it now you're more sure? What what evidence do you have? Um, I don't. <laughs> okay, so I, I let, let's stop then. You're tired of him working all the time, and so you're trying to wish this into existence and somehow figure out a way to buy a car that you don't need to be buying until this all goes down. Mm-hmm. Right. You're just tired. You're, you've been fighting mm-hmm. this Baby Step 2 stuff, and your tank is starting to get empty. Am I wrong? Correct. You're okay. Right. I hope your wish comes true. I hope he gets this, and you all get a better quality of life making the same amount of dollars how much debt do you all have left um we have um a home equity loan for about ten thousand and then um he has his student loans which are on pause for thirty nine thousand and then our house we have sixty one thousand yeah well the third so baby step two is the home equity loan and the student loan so you got forty nine thousand left and your household income total in a year is what around um before taxes about 55 to 60. Yeah. Okay. I have a question for you and I don't want to dig the hole deeper. Are you guys Mm -hmm. working towards your long-term play for careers? Um, I'm kind of just like 
working part-time jobs. I, I don't, yeah. Because it kind of sounds like, a go ahead. Long-time play. Okay. I, he, his jobs are like uh, grocery store managers. Like he doesn't really have a long-time play either. I want you guys, okay, in the break, let's pick up and let's get you guys paycheck to purpose. Let's do the career assessment, all that stuff, because I the feel Ken, like. The Ken Coleman materials, you guys need to get the career thing yeah. moving. Yeah, because that's okay. what's going to give you're you. You're grabbing at little things, and you got this one thing, this one Aldi store, this one managership. Mm-hmm. What Jade was telling you earlier, we want to, um, we want to, we want you to earn more for your sake, and that's going to make this whole thing get better and go faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope he gets this one, but if he doesn't, we need a better plan. And because uh, you've still got at your current income, you've still got two years to go at baby step yeah. two in your debt snowball. Mm-hmm. It's going to you. You're tired, and you're already tired. Mm-hmm. So. I do think you all need to get a car. Uh, I think the one car is adding to the family stress, even not counting this job stuff. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we need to do that. And I want him not to have to be coerced into these things. I want him to be leading into these things with you, the two of you holding hands and walking towards the light, Mm -hmm. right? And doing this together. That's going to make, that's going to lower the stress for both of you as well. Because he's not giving up his life. He's living his life. It's through and with his family. That's what he chose, and that's what he's doing because he's a good man. But it's not like your mommy and telling a little boy he can't have candy. That's right. That's not what's going on. So this is a man who's leaning in, good for him, and he's he, he's working with his wife, and we're fighting for a better future mm-hmm. together as two grownups, and that's how it should be. And so you got a good guy there. He's a good guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you probably, you guys probably do need to budget in a car into your debt snowball, and let's start working on the career stuff too. Mm-hmm. So, um, but hang on, we'll have Austin pick up. We'll get you paycheck to purpose book for him and uh, and for you by Ken Coleman and the uh, get clear assessment to help you figure out what kind of careers to aim at where there's serious money that can be taken off the table. I'd love to see y'all double your income in the next yes. five years. Yep. This is The Ramsey Show. Our scripture of the day, Proverbs 14, 23. There is profit in hard work, but mere talk leads to poverty. Stephen King says, talent is cheaper than table salt. What separates the talented individual from the successful one is a lot of hard work work. Ooh. Jade Warshaw Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Stephen is up next in Cookville, Tennessee. Hi, Stephen. Welcome to the Ramsey show. Hi, thanks for having me on. Sure. How can we help? Well, uh, essentially, uh, uh, all my life I've really been earning below the poverty line. Um, you know, living in a low income area, it's, it's kind of, kind of goes with, with the, the, the lifestyle, I guess. Uh, but with recent years of, of people not wanting to work and, uh, you know, and that tailored with, you know, a lot of, a lot of, uh, houses and, 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 mortgages going up and, and everything. I, I, I don't, I simultaneously see a, a opportunity to make a lot more money, which I don't really know how to do as well as having the dread of not being able to afford a home within the next 10 years. Uh, so it's kind of like a duality sort of thing. And I'm, I'm wondering, uh, what would your advice be for 
trying to jump on the opportunity to to earn as as much income as possible uh, for for somebody is in, in my situation. What do you want to do? Well, uh, I've I've always been enamored with with film and and, and the art of it. Uh, I I did go to film school about ten years ago. Didn't get to finish it because of uh, how much I I didn't make enough money. Um, I'm currently in a uh, an acting class right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always wanted to know. I've always wanted to be able to have something to fall back on. But mm-hmm. uh, really yeah, the thing that's, that's the thing with the arts is the thing with the arts is you've got to make money. Uh, until you make money yep. <laughs> basically is the way that works um right. I, you know when it, when whenever i hear people talk like this or it's like i've been I, i'm below the poverty line i'm, I'm kind of caught up into this i think you've got to drill down and instead of looking at all those outward reasons why just look at your specific situation why are you mm-hmm. not getting up and finding work that's paying more what is it that's keeping you from that is it that you don't know what you want to do is it that you don't know how to what the actual next step is like what are you need to start asking yourself those questions because that's what's going to give you the next step forward so you said you went to school for acting you tried the acting thing i mean i would want to drill down more on that Mm. and find out what happened but in the meantime what kept you from doing other work well, I, uh, I I'm currently in an acting class. It's thankfully it's pretty cheap. I can I can at least afford that, mm-hmm. um, and I, I get get that done in August. And uh, but it's from what I can tell, it's because uh, I've I do I've done a lot of job hunting, and it, it seems to be an educational boundary that I've not been able to crack. What do you do now? Uh, currently, I'm in security for a a uh, entertainment venue. I've got about three three years worth of uh, experience in security. And what are you earning? Uh, after taxes, a uh, little over thirty k a year. Full time. Yes, ma'am. Okay, that's not the poverty level. You know that. Well, yeah, it's it's lower. Also, it's yeah. lower income, but it's mm-hmm. not the poverty level. Oh, okay. I mean, poverty level for a single guy in Cookville would be fifteen thousand. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I commute to Nashville too, so. Do you have uh, any debt? Yeah. Why do you commute uh, to Nashville for a thirty thousand uh, dollar job? Uh, it's just not. I've never not been able to find much in, in Cookville. Um, so move. In terms of debt, yeah, <laughs> that's know. a two hour drive each way. Yeah, I, the, where I where I live, it, it's I'm kind of it, I kind of uh, have, have have the ability to afford. Uh, okay, let's stop. Let's stop. My my friend Henry Cloud says that what we need to do is lay in front of ourselves when we're setting goals, when we want to move, when we want to level up, we, we say, okay, here's what I want to be doing, and that's our desired future. And then once we have the desired future figured out, then we have to say, okay, what must be true mm-hmm. about me, about my life, about my education, about my location that is not true now, in order for me to have my desired future. Now, you ask us about a desired future that makes more money than you make today. Mm-hmm. We've had an exploratory mm-hmm. conversation around that. All right. And so, uh, number one, there's not going to be acting jobs in Cookville, Tennessee. Done. You have to move if you're yeah. going to do that. You got to at least okay? get to Nashville. You got to at least be in a metropolitan area, minimum, 
Nashville, but obviously New York or L.A. Mm-hmm. Even it, Atlanta. Uh, and, and, and Nashville's got a lot of film work going on, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff happening, but it's not exactly nirvana for actors right, right. either. So uh, it, it might be for music people, sort of. But the uh, anyway, so you got a location issue if you're going to be there. That must be true. You can't live in Cookville and do your dream. That, right. that, that's one of the so you just you have to start saying okay what are my barriers what are my blockers mm-hmm. and i'm going to knock those down and i think the next thing you've got to do too is what jade was indicating is you need to ma- find something making 50 to sixty thousand a year working 40 to 80 hours a week to start piling up some money so that you can afford to work on entering into the entertainment business which you you have to have the side hustle the side gig and it may last a decade until you break into those businesses that's right whether it's Mm -hmm. music business acting business or whatever Mm -hmm. the joke Mm -hmm. in nashville is how do you get the next country music star's attention uh waiter and i know it's possible like i think sometimes people in the arts they kind of have that well it's be- i'm broke because i'm in the arts no man like you're sam broke cuz you ain't working yeah man sam and i went to dinner the other night and the valet was parking the car and i went to tip him and i said you know do you have the qr code so i can tip you he said yeah he gives me his card with the qr code on it he's a guitar player yeah and he's a musician but he's working as a valet Park, at night cars. and i'm guessing he probably has a and day if he's job in as a well. high-end restaurant he's making bank he was at a high-end restaurant so don't talk yourself out of the fact that you can't make money until you become a successful actor that's so a lie two blockers i see immediately is location mm-hmm. for your long-term dream and willingness to do a whole bunch of side hustle big time fast yeah you know why you took the security job at the venue because you wanted to be around entertainment not Mm -hmm. because it was a good job yeah you still you just want to be around it because you love it you love the stage you love watching those people on the stage dreaming you're going to be that guy someday and you might be i hope you are but Mm -hmm. the security gig is not i mean obviously he's not making a lot of money and Mm -hmm. and commuting from cookville to do it is just plain mathematically ridiculous yeah just does not work so you know you're you're working all the time and there's plenty of work and it's not education based at all there's plenty of work yeah from retail to restaurants to uber to cutting grass to construction uh man there's construction jobs on nashville there's more cranes in nashville and the skyline right now than there are buildings Mm -hmm. so it's just you know there is all kinds of work you can do at 20 to 40 bucks an hour in a town like nashville uh, if you can't find that in Cookville. Now, Cookville's not a small town anymore. Right. And everybody in Cookville is not at the poverty line. I can promise you that. That's true. And uh, I, I know several multimillionaires there personally. You know, I've said it before, and I'll say it again when it comes to this stuff. You've got to, until you write it down on paper, step by step, what you're what your steps in this process are going to be yeah. it's floating around in your head and it's causing chaos and it's causing you to either paralyze you and not do anything at all or it's just causing you to go in a million directions you got to get this on paper and write down all right step so my one. desired future and i'm mm-hmm. Stephen, is to be in the acting world mm-hmm. in the film world i've got two things i have i immediately see already in a, in a five minute conversation yeah we move and we work side hustles more to mm-hmm. eat really really well while we're pursuing this Mm -hmm. dream then there's probably more blockers that have to do with actually entering into that industry you need to get an agent there you go i don't know anything about that stuff you You need to get an agent because your agent's going to give you feedback onto what you need to do next to actually be able to land work yeah so make sure you're sending your things out to people who will give you so hang on on, we're going to send you proximity principle by ken coleman 
and uh, from Paycheck to Purpose by Ken Coleman, which both deal with these issues. You're a good man. I'm honored to talk to you. Thank Mm -hmm. you for calling. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Jade. Look, if you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started. Hey, folks, Dave Ramsey here. You know, budgeting doesn't have to be boring. You just need a budgeting app that's made with you in mind. And that's Every Dollar. The Every Dollar app has helped millions of people work the baby steps and take the stress out of planning and managing their money. Start budgeting with Every Dollar for free right now. Just go to RamseySolutions.com slash Every Dollar and download the app today. That's RamseySolutions.com slash Every Dollar.